Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. Uh, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. My home, sweet home. It is the homeland, the only home I've ever known. Yeah. And being from some places, my family coming from some places down in the heart of Louisiana, tobacco roadish looking. Uh, sometimes I have despised it because it's filthy. Yeah, but I love it because it's home. Uh, yeah, that's no doubt about it. Welcome to the C.L. Bryant Show. I thought I'd start off on that note of controversy because, hey, folks, that's where we're headed. Took one for the team early, early, early this morning. Was up on Fox and Friends first. And believe me, friends, they are first. Uh, three, three, 3.30, my time uh, this morning, 4.30 Eastern. I was up on Fox and Friends. All of us have to do it. Occasionally, you have to take one for the team. Go in and, uh, and, and take them on early in the morning. Uh, sometimes I don't even go to bed until two o'clock, and so it just 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 goes with the, the territory, the lifestyle, because um, you're talking to people and you're writing stuff and you're traveling and you can't go to sleep, and so many times. And last night was one of them. I actually fell asleep about two, up again two forty-five after do the three thirty hit. So, needless to say, I'm a little bit tired this morning. It may be a little bit shell-shocked. You may hear it coming across. But in any event, the show is absolutely packed here today. And uh, women, ladies everywhere, it is my sworn obligation as a surrogate, national surrogate for the Trump campaign Uh to lift up and try and promote the reelection of DJT at every turn. And so today, since we know that uh, the national media is saying that he is uh, hurting and behind with the women's vote, which I, uh, I've had women on all week long. Yeah. Starting with, um, Miss Klein, and then I had um, June Lampson on with me, and uh, Laureen Spratt has been on with me, and then Kathleen Burden was on with me yesterday. There's four women that have been on with me. All of them will be doing what they can do to get this president reelected for various reasons, but the same. And those reasons uh, where they are the same, it's for their posterity, their children. Oh, they're looking down the road here 
And what this means, if the America that they knew goes away, they also know that that America for their children goes away. Now, I don't want any of you to mistake what I'm talking about as far. You see, what the liberals do, they deal, deal with the nastiest parts of America. But I, I, I alluded to the song uh, Edgar Winter and White Trash Man uh, years and years ago. In fact, a band that I'm, I was associated with <laughs> uh, used to do a cover of that. Yeah, you know, I was born in a dump. My mammy died and daddy got drunk. You know what I'm saying? So you, it's a tobacco road situation if you only look at America from that prism of what happened in some lives, but that could not possibly have been all. Otherwise, we'd all have that tobacco road experience. It was part of mine. It certainly was. I just thank God that um, part of my family's history, anyway, my father's for sure, certainly a tobacco road experience where he despised uh, growing up in the part of Louisiana where he grew up. Uh, it was idyllic being around Cane River and everything, but, it, you know, it, it was poor. It was uneducated, but it was home. And America, uh, when I go back there now, having known the the story of my father growing up and, and so forth, and I go back and I see various places that he pointed out to me when, when I was a kid, you know, growing up, um... What you don't ever want to do is throw away the harsh memories that those who came before you had. And unless you have experienced how precious they are in the forming of who you are at this point in time, you you, you really may not grasp what I'm saying. But um, if you can only look at it with bitterness and what happened to, you know, that loved one back in the day, if you can only look at that with bitterness instead of uh, seeing it as triumph, then you'll only have America that's mad all the time. You'll only have a family member that's mad all the time. If you only look at the what happened and you allow that to guide a nation, guide a church, guide a family if, if all you can focus on is what happened but not the uh, positive outcome that that incident created then you'll be lost in the labyrinth of uh, I don't know just mazing around in, in, in self pity and Democrats understand this. Democrats, that's where they want America to be. And they started this sort of a test case 60 years ago. They started sort of a test case on a certain demographic. Oh, you know who we're talking about. You know who I'm talking about. Black folks. Yeah. We started this test case to see how sorrowful and pitiful and victimized you could make them feel about themselves over a period of time and make black folks feel just how awful they were treated and that they can never 
climb out of that pit and should. And, now, and, and, and that's not really the worst part of it. Not only do they not want black folks to ever climb, they're, they're telling, they tell black folks that they should never. They should never let that go. Carter G. Woodson, I did a, a, a piece uh, oh, five years ago. It was for Freedom Works uh, that U.S. News and uh, um, today, U.S. News Day published, and I think Washington Post had it as well. But uh, I was, it was during a Black History um, Month. It was during Black History Month. And something I, 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 I brought out in the piece was this. Carter G. Woodson, who was the founder of, you know, Black History Day. He wanted it to, he wanted at least there to be a day like Columbus Day, you know, or St. Patty's Day. He wanted at least a day where the achievements of black people and the contributions of black people would be recognized. Carter G. Woodson, the founder of that, wanted it to be a day. He never intended for black folks to dwell on the mistakes and errors and atrocities that were um, uh, you know, well, dealt out to a, an enslaved people. In this country, for 87 years, in this country, not on the continent. I'm not talking about the continent. You know, yes, slavery had existed on this continent 80, for 400 years. That's true. But uh, slavery only existed in America for 80, 87 years. Once America became a nation, slavery went away. And then we began to deal with the growing pains of becoming a great nation that we have become. And no, we have not overcome everything because, and we shall not overcome everything. You know why? Because uh, it will take Jesus to come for us to overcome everything. The human frailties that we uh, experience and exemplify toward one another is something that um, we cannot overcome of our own self and only in our spiritual realm can we do that but oh you can be driving down the street and that old guy pops up Paul says it just right uh, there's a war going on and friends I am telling you that there is a war going on right now that is very visible in American politics that does reflect that same spiritual warfare that goes on with you on a daily basis that's why your pastors should be Big time involved. That brings me full circle back around to the women that I'll be presenting to you today. Rose Tennant, my good buddy. Rose will be on with me today. Michelle was able to round her up. She's up in Pennsylvania, as all of you know. And the president is like a, a mad man, a mad man. He is doing everything he possibly can to leave it all on the field. That's what Billy Joe Adcock, my high school football coach, used to say. God rest his soul. Billy Joe, leave it all on the field. In other words, you can't play the game from the sideline. You got to be there. As pastors, you got to play the game from the field. If you're going to quarterback this thing, you got to get out there and be, be willing to get hit. If you're going to run the ball, pastors, and hey, I just love uh, the way pa uh, my pastors talks about um, 
his doctor, Ma- uh, Dr. Marius McFarland here in, in Shreveport, he, uh, Marius McFarland, Pastor, Pastor Marius McFarland, uh, told him that, uh, you know, Pastor, if you're going to run the ball, you got to expect to get hit. And I'm and, and, and saying that to all you pastors out there, if you're going to run the ball, you got to expect to get hit. But a lot of y'all don't, you don't want to don't, don't get hit. <laughs> you don't want to hit the hole. You want to get. You don't want to have to take it up. Y'all want to take it up the middle, huh? Sacrifice yourself in order to score the points. It's necessary to win. Hey, friends, it's down to crunch time right now. It's time to win the game. Oh, we've been playing. We we we've had a few fumbles along the way. We've played a good game up until this point. Yeah, but now is crunch time. Now it is time to separate the winners from the losers. And as Billy Joe would say, it's time to separate the jock straps from those who wear bras, the men from the girls, the men from the women. As far as the courage was concerned back in my day, I know that's politically incorrect today, but you know, all of you who understand what I'm talking about, you know what I'm saying. I am not saying to separate them. I am saying that there's a man there who's going to take a stand for everybody that's under his charge and in his care or on his team, or there's not. There's no two ways about it. That's all he was saying. That's all I'm saying. Today, though, we're going to hear from those who do rock the cradle, whose hand rocks the cradle, and who truly rules the world. Oh, I'm saying some things here today that may be absolutely politically incorrect, but I got to say it in the words of James Brown. What did James say? James said it's a man's world, but it wouldn't be nothing. Nothing without a woman or a girl. And you Republican men better understand that. I do. That's why we want to hear from all of them. I hear from so many of them today. Lisa May will be on with me. She's president of the Nebraska Republican Women. She helped the last night's in last night's event. Uh, there in Nebraska, they had a maximum of 29,000 people in attendance. Don't tell me. Do not tell me that this president is true. You can believe it if you want to. But, uh, hey, no, I want you to believe it. I want you to believe that Trump is behind and that we have to sprint to catch Sleepy Joe. After Lisa will have been on Dina DeCamp, Florida, former state rep, former state president of the Florida Republican Women, uh, she brought the president uh, to a big victory in uh, 2016, and she has been working ever since on bringing in Florida for Trump. Um, we need that. We need you, Florida. Election night is November 3rd. We are now six days away from the re-election of Donald John Trump. We're going to squeeze in also Lenar, uh, Whitney, committee woman, uh, Louisiana. She's going to be talking about uh, Amy Coney Barrett's historic 
uh, ascension to the Supreme Court. Also, I'm going to talk to her about Joe Biden's comments on fracking and what it means to my home state, Louisiana. I'm going to squeeze her in there. And then finally, we're going to wrap the show uh, today with California. California be coming in with Asia Smith. She's a veteran, black female, uh, Trump supporter, running for Congress. And... Um, my good friend out there, Corinne, Corinne, Corinne Rankin, Corinne Rankin, um, uh, gave her to Michelle, and I certainly want to see how we might be able to expose her to you. So we have a full show today, and uh, we will be uh, after the new year. After the new year, I am going to. Uh, get the phone lines back up, make sure they're they're working and uh, we'll be taking your calls once again. And uh, certainly do miss that. I do miss that. The only problem uh, now is that I would have to act <laughs> as screener two if you called into the studio line. And uh, there's just no way I can do that and keep a clear thought in my head. I have enough trouble um, doing that as it is. Of course, I've always been that way, so it's nothing new. But today, six days out, we're going to find out. We're going to separate the women from the men, from the, the the women from the girls, the men from the boys, the pretenders from those who are real. We're going to set their hair on fire in ways that they never dreamed could come from the conservative side of the ledger. And that is what you must be determined to do is to do those things in this last run for the finish line that you have not done before. That way we're going to get an America back that we have lost if we fail, we will lose an America that we will not be able to get back. Let's get back the America with this election. And it starts with electing the right leader. Let's get back the America starting with this election and it's it's discards the right leader that guarantees the future of our posterity our families our children and our business opportunities you businessmen you entrepreneurs out there you people who have business minds you elect Joe Biden the American opportunity goes away. I'm CL. Be right back. Don't you go anywhere.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL back with you on this great day in the USA. And hey, folks, as I told you, we have a heavy lineup of conservative women today. And leading them off is our friend who you heard from just last week, my good friend Rose Tennant up there in Pittsburgh, PA. Rose, the Prez, was just up there. You helped to cheer him on and turn it out. How's it looking? Hey, CL, how are you? It's so good to be on with you again. I love you. I love what you're doing for this election, too. Thank you so much. I I was, as, as you know, we talked about this. I've traveled the state back and forth so many times. I don't even remember where I've been and when, but since June 1st. And I can tell you, there's so much excitement here. We were just in Lidditz, PA, which is Lancaster County. Lancaster, actually, if you're from Lancaster, that's how you pronounce it. And uh, we had, gosh, I think maybe 12,000, but you have to understand, in two other cities that same day in the in the surrounding areas, we had anywhere from seven to 12,000 or 15,000 again. So the people were coming out in mass to see this president. What I thought was really interesting, CL, and while I know the women love him, I saw at this event, because that's what that's the part of the state that we're in, Amish. There were so many Amish that came out to the rally. You're and kidding so me, Rose. The Amish were there. The Amish were there, and they were so sweet. Wow. So, of course, you know me. I gotta, I gotta know why. I gotta know what they're thinking, right? I've got to get a bumper sticker that says Trump even turns out the Amish. Okay, so you see the significance of that, and yet wow. the newspapers, though, if you do a search. Um, your daily record said Trump faces an uphill effort courting the Amish vote in PA. Uh, at Penn Live, Trump claimed support of the Amish on Monday, but can he get that support to translate into votes? I'm going to tell you something. Yes, he can, because I have seen it. I have seen it and talked to these people in person. Look, I told you, I think last week that I was in, in literal, literally in cornfields over the summer and and talking to the Amish there and they are supporting him in big numbers when I saw the number of Amish at this rally the other day I talked to them and they told me that yes they agreed they will tell you that historically they were not people that really got out to vote um they a lot of them weren't even registered to vote but this man looked me in the eye and I don't think that an Amish man is lying to me and he said the Amish are registered, and the Amish are going out to vote for this 
president. In my I read, promise you. I Rose, promise let me tell you, you. Let me tell you what I know about the Amish. In my religious studies, uh, I actually uh, spent some time in Amish uh, territory there around the Alleghenies and so forth. And uh, they are very honest people. If they tell you they're going to be there to help you raise a barn at uh, 5.30 in the morning, have the coffee on at 4.30 because they're going to be there. <laughs> That's the kind of people they are. Uh, Rose, that is just absolutely outstanding news. Let me ask you this. Are my lying eyes deceiving me or are these crowds that are turning out for the president, is there real enthusiasm and excitement in those crowds, Rose? You know, and I can tell you, many people and men have had tears in their eyes. They recognize, CL, that what they are, you know, and this is what I tell, you know, the people that my VIPs that come out for these rallies and so forth. What This is an experience like one you will never have again in our lifetime. We will never have a candidate or a president that can command not only that size crowd, but to your question, that type of enthusiasm. This is this goes beyond anything I've seen. I worked on his election in 2016, and we had rallies, but nothing, nothing compares to what I am seeing. And I have been to just about every rally in the state of Pennsylvania because I work them. I've never seen anything quite like this before. And I tell everyone that comes out, hold on to this memory because this will be the only time in your lifetime you experience anything like this. I absolutely believe that. You're right. You're absolutely right. I have not, you know what, Rose, of course I'm older than you are, but uh, this is the thing that I saw back in, uh, as a baby, almost a baby. I remember uh, Bobby Kennedy uh, who uh, invoked a lot of enthusiasm back in 1968. It was, it was a lot of, a lot of it, but that I have never seen anything like this, uh, this Trump enthusiasm that's going on. And I cannot believe in no way that this president is be as far behind Joe Biden in the polls, yeah. Rose, as they are saying. But I hope I hope that we I hope that somebody believes that and, and we run like uh, he is behind because we need him to win big. Hey, remember how far behind Trump was in the polls on Election Day 2016 and how he took it with great numbers? You know what? Yes. It's going to happen again. It yes. will happen again, I assure you. And the other thing I saw, too, was this huge contingency of um, Jews uh, for Trump. And uh, they were all so proud. They, You know, they... I can't tell you the the level of enthusiasm, even with the Jews for Trump, with the Amish, with just the rest of the people that were in attendance. There is so much enthusiasm. And you know what? The press wants to dampen that all the time. After Trump talked about the Amish and his audience, immediately stories started coming out. They weren't even talking about him and the, and the Amish contingency until he talked about them and saw them in his audience. And right away, the media comes out with all these negative stories. Can he really get that vote? Oh, he's probably behind. Oh, they don't really get involved in elections. You know what? I love when they do this because it's egg in their face. It's just more egg in their face uh, on election night. Absolutely. That's, that's it. Absolutely. Yeah. Listen, Rose, I want to uh, bring you back probably on election day if I'm if I'm live. I'm not really sure if I'm going to be live or I might be in, in D.C. I'm not sure. But if we're live, I want to have you on election day or Michelle, make a note. We'll have her on that. We'll have her on Monday before election day uh, just to get the vibe again from PA, just to check the pulse. But listen, continue to fight the good fight. Got a packed show today, Rose. Got to run. Thank you so much. And uh, I love you. Love the folks up there. Tell them all. I said, hey, and hey, have you seen my good buddy, Patty Weaver? Please tell her I said hello. 
I will. Thank you, hon. Bye now. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. That was Rose Tennant uh, there in PA, uh, Pittsburgh, PA. Well, she's somewhere in PA. And um, we have it packed here today with people who, with women, women who are supporters of Donald Trump from all over the country. Uh, we'll be headed out to Nebraska with Lisa May in uh, here in just a few minutes. About 10 minutes, we're going to head out to Nebraska and talk to Lisa May, uh, who was at the rally yesterday when the president was there yesterday. And um, last night, she was saying that there was 29 thousand folks there let me tell you that's a big crowd and uh i've i've, I've done the big, big crowd thing uh, many 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 times and uh i've spoken to stadiums and to arenas and to fields full of people in fact uh, the lord has blessed me to speak to 1.5 million at one time and uh and get that message across Twenty-nine thousand people that's a lot of folks to turn out to hear and see a president who is running for reelection. It's almost um, unbelievable to think and and hey guess what all of us all of us who are conservative and um we believe that we're right thinking on this uh, if, if, if the president it does lose legitimately i mean because he could lose crookedly but if he does lose legitimately uh, well every one of us is going to be absolutely stunned and shocked i know that i know count me in I mean, I'm just, I'll be, I'll actually understand the true meaning of the word uh, flabbergasted. <laughs> you know, that's about as it's about as good as I, I would. I'm just, you know, I, there is no way I can possibly imagine that. And and the re if there if Joe Biden becomes president of the United States, it would have to be an absolute un godly reason so we got a reprieve back in 2016 from Hillary Clinton who by the way and I can't say that she was not would not have been as bad as Joe Biden but I don't think she would have been as bad as Joe Biden because Hillary was still the queen the queen bee of the party and she was also from the generation that could speak truth to uh, Nancy Pelosi and join forces with Nancy Pelosi against Ocasio-Cortez and the squad who is now without Hillary has now hijacked totally the Democrat Party. You see, it was only Hillary who could kick the knees out from under. I mean, she karate kid sideswiped his knees out from under him. 
put him on his back. She was, she's the last Democrat that say what you want about her. But Hillary Clinton was the last Democrat candidate who had a grip on even being moderate in the Democrat party. Once Hillary was defeated, she was going to take the, the party to a, a liberal place uh, as far as health care and, and defense and all that kind of thing. She was definitely going to do that. But she would not have gone nuts. She could have been held in check because of her ger- generational connections. You would think that Nancy Pelosi would have an even stronger generational connection being a little older than Hillary. But what Nancy has done, she has sold out her generation in order. And and, and Nancy looks great. She really does. Oh, yeah. She looks great. She's nearly 80 years old. Nancy's Nancy's nearly 80 years old. She's 79, I believe. She's fantastic. I've seen her a few times in person. Recent, uh, well, not recently, but within the within the within the years, in a couple of times within the year, and she does look really good. And like you know, I I ain't mad at her at all because hey, when I get eighty, I want to look really good too, and be getting around really good too, and doing everything I want to do, too. So I ain't mad at Nancy for that, but I am uh, kind of confused at why. Unlike Hillary, I do believe. I don't think Hillary would have sold out to Ocasio. Hillary couldn't stand Ocasio-Cortez. She couldn't stand her. Nancy Pelosi couldn't stand her until she found out she wasn't going to be able to do without her. And once Bernie got uh, back into the race and actually would have been the candidate if the deal had not been cut with Uncle Joe, Sleepy Joe, to bring on Kamala Harris so that Joe, uh, so that uh, uh, the squad and Bernie could control her. If Joe should win, the deal was, had to be. Especially when you have have Joe Biden saying on the stump himself, (laughs) these words, that he is Kamala Harris's running mate. <laughs> he giggles about it and he says, it's true. Believe me, it's true. Was that Freudian? Joe, Joe, was that Freudian? Did you actually speak from your subconscious, Joe? Did you actually tell us the truth? as you fail to do on debate night about Hunter. Did you actually tell us the truth subconsciously? Even when you were lying and everybody knew you were lying about uh, never having said certain things, Joe, that you were going to end fracking. Even in your blatant lie, Were you actually subconsciously telling us the truth about you? I think so. And the truth about your candidacy is that it is a sham. And anyone who has voted for you 
Oh, man, I know they wish they could take their vote back. There's so many who wish they could take their vote back, Joe. But. Too late, baby. It is too late. <laughs> you are, your campaign is a sham. Both of you who are running on that ticket are losers. No one has ever wanted you to be president of the United States. The thing, the difference between you, Joe, and Bernie Sanders is that Bernie actually had enthusiastic followers behind him, young though they may have been, and some of them old hippies. They were enthusiastic. They were rabid, same way Ron Paul. Ron Paul had rabid, enthusiastic followers behind him. Joe, I mean, let's just be honest here. They pay people to be enthusiastic about you. If it were me, I'd quit, Joe. I would have thought you had would have quit by now. And maybe you have. Maybe you have signaled the quit coming by saying that you are your VP picks running mate. (laughs) He laughs about it and then says, it's true. Believe me, it's true. Those are the words of Joe Biden, and believe me, the president's going to capitalize on the, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Joe Biden, for the red meat that we shall, in fact, skewer over the fire today. Joe Biden calls himself the running mate of Kamala Harris. And this morning, when I took one for the team early this morning on Fox and Friends first, and believe me, friends, they are Fox and Friends first. That's exactly what I had to say. We don't want Joe Biden's running mate. (laughs) We don't want uh, the running mate of Joe Biden to be in the White House along with Joe Biden. We don't want that. You get out to vote. Coming up, Lisa May will be on with me. She is president of the Nebraska Republican Women. Uh, She helped with last night's event that had a max of about 29,000 folks. That's a lot of people. A lot of people. Joe draws a max of maybe 50. In cars, (laughs) socially distanced, blowing their horns. Friends, when I talk about uh, Americans being um, people who were formed and shaped from the idea of seeking dangerous freedom while avoiding and escaping peaceful slavery. That spirit still lives 
in Americans. I'll be back. Don't go anywhere. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always lend a helping hand. And for the flag I CL, back with you on this great day in the USA. Thank you so much for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here over Red State Talk Radio, the largest top talk platform in the nation and the most listened to. If you're traveling through Times Square, be sure to look up above Ripley's, believe it or not, that, that iconic building and the Red State Talk billboard is right there above. Of Ripley's and every hour, 24 hours a day, the, the CL Bryant show does pop up there on that billboard. No CL's face looking right back at you there in Times Square. And I got to tell you something, folks. It is because of people like you and folks like my next guest. We're going to preserve this republic. We have just had on Rose from Pennsylvania. And now we're going across the country a little bit to uh, the Great Plains state of Nebraska, where we'll check in with Lisa May. She is president of the Nebraska Republican Women. She helped put on the event that was attended by 29,000 folks last night. Where the president lit it up. Help me welcome to the show for the first time, Lisa. Lisa May, thank you so much for coming on with us today. How are you? I am absolutely fabulous. I am still on a high from last night, like it was election night four years ago. I can't wait till next week, Tuesday night, when we cross the finish line. Lisa, I have asked uh, women this question across the country now, and I want to ask you, are my lying eyes deceiving me, or am I seeing an incredibly enthusiastic turnout where most of those people out there, most of the people populating those events, I see a whole lot of women there. Talk to us about the enthusiasm of Republican women. Oh, man. We are fired up. Um, this year, obviously, was the anniversary of the 19th Amendment when women got the right to vote, and it is showing. Last night, I was in Omaha with 29,000 people from Nebraska, Iowa. People drove in from Minnesota. They drove in from Oklahoma. They drove in from Missouri, just to name a few. It Whoa. was unbelievable. Wow, that is amazing. And is the enthusiasm, this is the question, 
Is the enthusiasm then real? Can we tell the liberal media that sits in parking lots while Joe has horns honking, maybe 20 cars out there, is the enthusiasm for Donald John Trump, is it real, Lisa? beyond real 29,000 29 never looked so good the problem Joe has is he can't count that high to 29 because he only gets six people at his rallies if they show up and they don't fill the little circles that they draw there and put some media in there to look like people came 29,000 people in Omaha Nebraska not just for Nebraska for Congressional District 2 Congressman Don Bacon a toss-up race which could go his his challenger is communist kara eastman we don't need her bye-bye she don't need to show up anymore ever again senator joni ernst and people from iowa showed up for her because the liberals are coming hard they don't like her she's a woman she's conservative she was in the army and now she's making change that is what they don't like before i got on the call with you i just got done telling The liberals that were there, our very own state senator, Megan Hunt, who is now, they don't have enough fake news. They got to make up fake weather. It was cold. Yes, it's Nebraska. It was snowing. No, it wasn't. The sky was clear. I could see the stars. Hello, people. (laughs) It's always colder when there's a clear sky at night. Oh, wow. What is your deal? There was no snow, and there's people on the thread. There was no snow. The only snowflake that was there was the one above lying about what it was. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I did not see you showing up bothering to help anybody. Oh, yeah. 29,000 people. 40,000 plus requests for tickets for last night. Wow. Wow. Michelle, we, we, you know what, Michelle? This one, we have to bring her back for sure. Lisa May, I need to ask you one more question, though. Uh, let me only ask one. Let me ask you this. What's at stake for us as Americans uh, if, in fact, we fail on this mission to reelect this president? Talk to us. If you fail, you and me better be packing our bags to go somewhere because you're not going to have eat. You won't have your morning hot cup of coffee. You won't have electricity. You won't have TV. You won't have gasoline because you can't drive your car anywhere. Who's going to have the time to stop every? X amount of hours to recharge your car that goes 45 miles an hour down the road. You won't be flying on a plane. You won't have anything plastic, makeup, band-aids. Go down a list of stuff because there won't be no coal, no oil. I have no desire to live like a caveman before Prometheus gave fire to man. Absolutely zero. And these people, there's a lot of us who are passionate about this president, about our country, because we have family members who left communism, who left family members behind, who came with nothing but a suitcase and a Bible in the suitcase, and what was there, that's what they had. They worked for three years to get here. Then they worked another two to bring their family that they left behind here. They have nothing better than the opportunity to have the opportunity to have something better, to worship like they want, to do what they want, to take what they want to do with that opportunity and be what they want to be. Wow. If we lose this election, we lose the opportunity, the one thing that our country was founded on. Wow. America is the greatest, greatest dream ever. A dream from God that he put in the hearts of our founding fathers. Preach, woman. If anybody doesn't like it, 
Let us know. We'll buy you a ticket out of here and help you pack. Preach, woman. I really, really, really love this guest, Michelle. I really love this guest. And I want you to be certain to book her again. And uh, also, you know, I didn't know, Lisa, if I would ask you this question or not, but I, I must ask you this question. Oh, goody, I can't wait. What is it? <laughs> Legacy. When it's all said and done, and of course you uh, are sitting on the porch rocking and uh, looking off into the sunset, and you, your work is basically done, and you're reflecting on your life uh, legacy, what would you want us to remember and say about Lisa May? I want them to say that they knew Lisa May. They never, ever had a doubt in their mind what the answer would be when they asked Lisa May a question, because they always got the truth. They might not like the answer, but they got the truth. It made them think. They were proud to know her. They knew that they, if they talked to her, they knew her, that they could come to her with a question. They could come to her with a problem. Her door was always open. She was always there to help anybody. She cared. She never spent a second of her life not standing up for this country and when i look back i would be remiss if i did not stand up and fight for this country for all those who died and all those who fought and built our country and came before us so that we could have the opportunity to stand here and preserve and give to the next generation all the opportunities that we have, all the rights that we have, and more. We want our next generation, our kids, our grandkids, to have more, to be better, to be the best, to go beyond the bar that we set. And we want them to have more, just like our parents and grandparents wanted for us. I am the standing version of that dream. My grandfather came from Russia with a suitcase, left his family behind to come here. Today, I was the first one in my family to go to college. My parents had a GED. All they ever wanted was for me to have a better life than them. Today, I have two girls that are done with school, graduating from college, and they have had nothing but fabulous opportunities to learn and start out on building their dreams. Make it you need to fight for this country because if you don't and we lose, there's no country to fight for. Preach, woman. It's gone. Oh, wow. Lisa May, glad to have met you. Michelle, thank you so much for introducing us. And I look forward to speaking you often, uh, to you often uh, in, uh, in the future. Uh, you are a breath of fresh air. You women there in Nebraska who have this woman as the leader of the Republican women, I should think that you count yourself fortunate. I know that I count myself fortunate to have met her. Uh, thank you so much for sharing with us. Uh, we'll have you back real soon. Continue to fight the good fight. I know that you will, Lisa May, because you are fighting the good fight. And again, thank you for being on. Talk to you soon. Thank you. I'll be back. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. That, that was a firebrand. That was a firebrand. That was Lisa May, um, president of the Republican women there in Nebraska, the state uh, president of the Republican women in Nebraska. And, um, and you know what, you know, I used to think, and uh, maybe it wasn't the greatest job in the world because Anthony Bourdain did kill himself. But I used to think Anthony Bourdain's job was probably the best job that a person could possibly have 
in the world, you know, traveling to all these places, eating all this delicious food and, you know, interviewing just outstanding individuals. I get to do that. I'm, I'm very, very fortunate that I, I get to do that. I get to meet people like that on the trail. You know, I mean, uh, I, I'm in my own uh, studio right now, my personal studio right now uh, during this COVID thing. But um, when I'm out and about, it is amazing that you'll run into a firebrand like that. Uh, um, uh, they can be, sometimes they're young, sometimes they're elderly, sometimes they're men, sometimes they're women, uh, boys or girls. You, you run into them and you never forget that you met them. I'll never forget that I met this woman. I'll never forget that because um, she's a mother and, uh, you know, and uh, a shaker and mover there in her uh, community. Evidently, no doubt about it. And we're going to find out more about it. Michelle, you got to have her back. Um, I really like what she had to say. She wasn't just blowing in the wind. She was, this woman was saying something. Are you hearing me? Yeah, she was saying something. And uh, every woman that we've had on. And this week, and 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 that's what I'm, I'm. That's why I'm so uh, satisfied with um, people that I meet along the way and and run into along the way. They all have this these meaningful things, these things to add to um, the conversation, and some of them um, can be quite extraordinary. In fact, you just yum, absolutely yum. But just the same, um, we have an opportunity that is before us to preserve this republic. It is not only an opportunity, in my estimation, it is our duty because it was given to us. It was given to us. When I come back on the other side of the break, I probably will open with um, a story that um, she is, um, you know, it's just one of those things where <laughs> I, I just want to make certain. Uh, as Billy Joe Adcock said, and it caused me to lose my thought, <laughs> I want to leave it all on the field. I want to leave it all on the field. I'm CL. Be back after the break. Tell you a story about daddy. Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice, the C.L. Bryant Show. Oh, 
Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is uh, America. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us daily as we build the Bridge to Conversation here, two hours a day, on the C.L. Bryant Show. And if you don't get both hours of the show, be sure to download free the C.L. Bryant Show app onto your favorite device. If you're traveling through Times Square, look up above the iconic Ripley's Believe It or not, and there you will see the Red State Talk billboard beaming down on Times Square. And every hour, 24 hours a day, the C.L. Bryant show does pop up there. And old C.L.'s face looking right back at you. The largest talk platform in the nation, Red State, the talk monster. Thank you for coming along. Hey, listen, as you all know, we're it's crunch time. It's time for every hand to be on deck. And right now, I want to drop down to the state of Florida. We have been up in Pennsylvania with Rose uh, Tennant. We have just left uh, the state of Nebraska with Lisa May, the uh, president of the Nebraska Republican Women. And hey, friends, she was on fire, I got to tell you. And now... We got to hear from a state we must have. It has to deliver. Uh, Dina DeCamp, former state president of Florida Republican Women, uh, who has brought the president, our president, Donald John Trump, big victories in uh, 2016 there in the great state of Florida. She has been working ever since to bring Florida for Trump election night uh, also heading into November 3rd. So I want you to help me welcome to the show right now, Dina DeCamp. Thank you so much for being, I'm sorry, uh, for being on with me. Thank you so much for having me back. The last time we spoke was election night, 2016. Awesome. And we won. Florida won. And so, hey, listen, you know, Michelle, we might want to do that again just because I'm kind, I'm a Louisiana and I'm a little bit superstitious. So uh, we, we might want to do that again just to make sure we get it right. But I know the good Lord has a plan for Donald John Trump. Dina, tell me this. I've been asking this question to uh, women all over the country this week and uh, for the last month and a half. Is it my lying eyes or is the enthusiasm for this president actually real among Republican women? Talk to us. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm just going to tell you something I just heard on the radio. You're going to love this. Joe Biden had the biggest crowd he's ever had. He had 324 cars. <laughs> oh, my. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I'm just going to point this out. On Saturday afternoon, I attended a rally for Vice President Pence in, in Lakeland, Florida, at the airport. There were over 2,000 people standing on a hot tarmac for five hours waiting for him to come. Over 2,000 people for the vice president of the United States. Wow. That's awesome. Biden can't get more than 374 cars. And, And Obama had 200 the other day with four people inside the car, and that's not social distancing, with four people in the car, that would only be, um, you know, with 200 cars, that's 1,000 people. Right. I'm sorry. There is no enthusiasm for the other ticket. 
President Trump is on fire. He is bringing, I mean, look at what happened last night. It was snowing during that rally last night. They were standing in the field in the snow for this man. We love our president. And we some, love of them, our president. some of them were in wheelchairs. I mean, you know, I mean, I mean think yes. about that kind of think about that. You, you're in a wheelchair, and listen, That's you're right. you're also the person who has to help the person in the wheelchair to get to that event. That's enthusiasm. And right. tell yes, me, this. let's talk about this, uh, Dina. Um, many people don't feel as though there is an urgency, but. Give us from your perspective what we have to lose if we are not successful in our bid oh, to reelect our president. There, there, yeah, sorry. There, there is so much. Um, we lose our freedom. The first, first and foremost, the American people will lose their freedom. They're going to lose their freedom of free speech. They're going to lose their freedom to own guns. They're going to lose their freedom to be able to work. They're going to lose their freedom to make choices about their own life, about their own children, about their own families. It is so, so important that President Trump gets reelected. It is so important, not just for the United States of America and the American people, but for the world, because we are the leaders in how to do it right. And other countries that are up and coming, and believe it or not, there are still many of those, those people are looking to the United States for guidance on how to go forward. We do not have a president that profits personally by going to other countries and selling the United States to, a, to a, um, a foreign country that is not our friend. We have a president that is out there making peace in the Middle East, something that they have tried, tried, and tried, and has never happened. So we have so much to lose if we don't elect this president. Dina DeCamp there in Florida, who has been a shaker and mover for this president and helped uh, win, helped him win there in Florida 2016, and she is doing everything that she possibly can to help us pull off a win again in Florida today as part of uh, being surrogates of the national campaign, of course, sitting on one of the president's boards myself, I certainly want to say to you that uh, your efforts are absolutely precious to the fabric of this nation. You know, Dina, I have been asking women this question, and I've asked everyone, actually, from Sean Hannity to, to Judge Pirro, uh, this question here on this show. And I want to ask you, um, because uh, you're a serious woman and, and you understand the, the fabric and the core of our nation. So tell us when it's all said and done and you, you've hung up your spurs, you're sitting there on the, the porch rocking, looking off into the sunset. Talk to us about legacy. Uh, what would you want us to remember about Dina DeCamp? Oh, wow. That's an interesting question. I am, um, I want to be, I want to be remembered as a passionate advocate for what's right in America. I want to be remembered as a businesswoman, um, a friend, you know, um, I, I, I want to be remembered as somebody that believed in what I believe in and went out and passionately worked for it until there was just absolutely no different way I could go to make it happen or about the successes that I had. I guess that's 
Wow. You know, I just want people to know how hard I worked. Wow. Leaving it all on the field. That is the yep. American way. And that's how we win, folks, with people like Dina DeCamp. You know, that's why they call it the Super Bowl. It's because somebody's going to win. Somebody's going to win. There's no equal outcome. And people like us who understand that it takes hard work. And determination will save this republic. Dina, continue to fight the good fight. I know that you will because you are fighting the good fight. Michelle, we might have to have her on Monday, the, on the eve of um, the election, the eve of the re-election of Donald John Trump. But, Dina, thank you so much for being on with me. God bless you and God keep you. Thank you, CL. Thank you again for having me on. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. That was Dina DeCamp down there in Florida, leaving it all on the field, working hard in order to get our president, Donald John Trump, reelected as the 45th president of the United States. Friends, you do not want to consider the alternative to that. You heard Dina. The enthusiasm is absolutely real. Absolutely real. And friends, you must hear me now. People in wheelchairs going out to an open field in the cold is not play acting. Are you hearing me? That you've got... it's almost like uh, the chicken and the and the, and the, the bacon, uh, the egg and the bacon type of uh, scenario there. You know, the chicken contributed to the break to the breakfast, but the pig, he's totally committed. That's commitment. It's going to take that type of motivation and commitment. Come election day. Let's help the president win big so that there is no controversy and so that we don't have to put Amy Coney Barrett to the test. I know she'll stand up to it. What a quintessential American woman. Uh, Coming up um, is Lenore Whitney, who is from the great state of Louisiana, committee woman from the great state of Louisiana. We're going to talk about uh, Amy, uh, at least Justice Barrett now. How historic that ascension of hers to the high court is. And also, we want to talk about Joe Biden with her because in my home state of Louisiana, oil and gas is bread and butter. And you have a candidate. Of course, we don't have to worry about Louisiana. Louisiana is going to vote for Trump. We're going to go red the day that Louisiana does not go red nationally. You know, well, it's the zombie apocalypse, I'm telling you. And they, they're playing around with Georgia, but we just don't have a, a lot of New Yorkers and so forth moving into, into Louisiana. That's what's happening in Georgia. Land's cheap and people are leaving the Northeast. And they're bringing their politics with them. I guess that's why we don't have that difficulty in Louisiana. But friends, we have a lot of ground to cover, and I want you to understand this. Do not miss this.
Come November 4th, let's say the president wins huge. Let's say he wins big. I think, in fact, I think that he's going to hand Joe Biden the type of defeat that George McGovern and Walter Mondale both received. I think it's going to be mammoth. I will, I will eat crow on November 4 if I'm absolutely wrong, and I will film it. But I am telling everybody, and I don't feel like I'm going out on a limb to say it. Donald John Trump is going to win big. And we're going to know, yes, the morning of November 4th, who the president of the United States is, and it will be still DJT. Friends, you talk about the zombie apocalypse. If for some ungodly reason, Joe Biden becomes president of the United States, the zombie apocalypse will have occurred with you watching the birth of it. <laughs> zombie apocalypse. <laughs> Oh, boy. Oh, but you, uh, hey, you think I'm kidding? Maxine Waters will be unleashed. And all the people like her will be walking the streets of America, coming to a neighborhood near you. Now, it has been said that Republicans don't even get motivated. Until they are afraid. So if that is so, just let me say this. Republicans, conservatives, voters who will pull the lever for DJT, be very afraid. Be as afraid as you would be if there was a possibility of a zombie apocalypse coming if you do not get out to vote because you fear the consequences. Oh, I don't fear coronavirus. No. God is, I really believe, you know, and it put in a, in all of us, not just me, but all of us, you keep yourself healthy and keep your immune system strong and, you know, watch out for yourself. Be sure you keep an eye on what you put in your body. Make sure it's something that's going to fortify it. Not the Big Mac I ate the other day and, you know, not that kind of thing. <laughs> I actually crave another one. You know, I was telling my good friend, I was telling a friend of mine that uh, there's a fat man uh, just trapped inside of me that was just busting, bursting to get out. Oh, yeah, I know a lot of you uh, saw my film, and you say, well, you are kind of chubby. Huh? No, I'm not. I was chubby for the film. <laughs> I was pastoring I was pastoring a church at the time, and had some sisters who knew how to put their foot in a sweet potato pie. And I always kept the pastor and his family in them. And uh, I sure ate my share of it, so I gained, gained a lot of weight. Well, I gained 25 pounds, but I've lost all that now. Yeah. Friends, all of the good time can go away. 
All of it. The wages of sinning against your own nation is the death of that nation. That's a built-in principle that can be applied in any situation. The wages of misuse, the wages of operating outside of the intended use results in the sin against that thing and the results is the death of it. The misuse of your own soul, your spirituality, the wages that it pays is the death of it. The same applies to a nation, a family, a life. The wages of mishandling it can result in the death of it. And the only, you know what? None of us can actually save ourselves from our uh, human frailties. We can only trust our faith in God to deliver us from, and we call it saved. Christians call it saved. Saved from what? Basically saved from you. And those choices that you make that are absolutely ridiculous. You say from the wages that you heap upon yourself, America. That's why I said in this interview early this morning, I had to take one for the team this morning. When this kid started talking about Donald John Trump not giving the uh, respect to George Floyd and whoever else uh, might have been killed by police, and sure, there's a, it's absolutely tragic, no question about that. But my, my, re, my reply to that was simply this. Donald John Trump is not responsible for anyone's individual actions. And all of those actions are the individual actions of people who wantonly, whether they're cops or whether they are criminals or whether they are people who attack cops, what have you, did what they did. They made the decision to do what they did. But Donald John Trump is not responsible for that. Oh, it was too early in the morning for pathetic arguments to try to slap them around and slap them down. But slap them down and slap them around, I, I did. And that's what you must do these last six days as we sprint toward the finish line to bring it home to reelect the 45th president of the United States, Donald John Trump. I'm CL. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa... 
stop. CL, back with you on this great day in the USA. And I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we build a bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the CL Bryant Show over the Talk Monster, the largest talk platform in the nation, Red State. And uh, hey, again, if you're traveling through Times Square, look up above Ripley's, believe it or not. There the Red State Talk billboard is and the CL Bryant Show does. Does in fact pop up there 24 7 every hour. Hey, right now, my uh, producer, Michelle, has uh, secured for me a committee woman, committee woman from the great state, my home state of Louisiana, Lenar Whitney. And uh, Lenar, I want to welcome you to the C.L. Bryan Show. How are you, friend? Uh, very good, very good. We've seen brighter days. You know, we've got a, a hurricane in the Gulf, and she's about ready to bear down on Terrebonne and Lafouche right now. Well, so. all of, I want to say to all of my friends down there in Acadiana and uh, down that way to be very careful as uh, we uh, do face another storm. Lenar, I want to, and am I, am, am I pronouncing your name correct? Yes, it's Lenar Whitney. Yes. Lenar, I want to ask you this question. Uh, It's in regard to our most recent ascension to the Supreme Court, Amy Coney Barrett, who I feel is a quintessential American woman. I have three daughters and I have four granddaughters. And I think that she is the perfect uh, example of American womanhood to any of any of them and to any any man, woman, boy or girl. Give us your take on Amy. I would have to agree with you 100%. I mean, she is solid. She is articulate. She's calm. She's direct. She's in command of her facts. Um, She's fearless. I love when she said, when she was being sworn in in her speech, she said, I will do my job without fear or favor. I thought, what a rock star. You know, she clearly understands what her uh, job description is, which is totally different from the legislative branch. You know, she understands the separation of powers and her own preferences have, you know, she won't be able to use any of her own preferences in order to, um, you know, to officiate from the bench. She's a constitutionalist. She is just, I mean, she's a rock star. And you're right. I have a granddaughter. I have a daughter. And I'm thinking, oh, what a an excellent role model from the state of Louisiana, a graduate from, um, you know, Dominican. Yeah. Um, and just, I mean, she's fabulous. Absolutely, yeah. she is. Now, you opened by saying that we are facing some difficult times. You were referring to the weather. But Louisiana, as far as oil and gas is concerned, uh, you know, it's our life's blood it's our bread and it's our butter you know uh i'm I'm from desota parish where the haynesville shale is and uh and so you know we are really experiencing some uh difficult difficulties up there you know but the, the the oil and gas is there but you know nobody's going to get it Talk to us about a Joe Biden. Uh, talk, uh, is he, could he possibly be a friend to a state like Louisiana, Texas, Oklahoma, even California? Right, talk to us about that, Lenore. 
No, absolutely not. So if you listen to the Trump campaign, you know that they say that it's about 19 million jobs across the country that will be lost if they implement Joe Biden's oil-free world. You know, and as I mentioned here in Terrebonne and Lafourche, I mean, we have a hurricane that's bearing down on one of the largest ports in South Louisiana, Port Fouchon. So in Port Fouchon, currently services about 90% of all the oil and gas, of all the oil that comes out of the Gulf of Mexico, the deep water production. So 90% of the Gulf of Mexico, uh, Mexico's deep water production is coming through Port Fouchon. And the Gulf of Mexico provides the United States with about a fifth of its domestic oil supply. So, I mean, we are talking huge numbers just in this one port in South Louisiana right now. 45% of the U.S. petroleum refining capability is located on the working Gulf Coast, which is Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, and 51% of the natural gas processing plants are on the working Gulf Coast. I mean, the, the Louisiana's GDP is 20%. The oil and gas for Louisiana is about $55.7 billion, and it amounts to about 20% of the state's total GDP. So, I mean, we are talking about, I mean, thousands of jobs, hundreds of thousands of jobs. I think it's estimated somewhere like 64,000 jobs would be lost in in Louisiana. And Lord knows we cannot suffer losing that kind of employment in our state at this point in time. In fact, I don't think anybody could take that type of hit. You know, Lamar, let me ask you this. I've asked uh, women the last couple of months uh, this question around the country both personally and here on the on the radio from your perspective what do we have to lose if in fact we fail in our mission to reelect this president talk to us oh my goodness i mean my, my heart just sunk i mean the heart and soul of america I mean, we all know it's, um, I mean, it's a socialist world versus, um, you know, a capitalist world. I mean, it's, it's awful. I mean, you know, when the campaign says we are fighting for the heart and soul of America, I truly believe that. You know, I mean, Trump has brought back America to its full potential, you know, for love, God, honor, flag, patriotism, you know, with everything that he has implemented from um, everything that he's done for our vets, for the education of our children, for job uh, possibilities and prosperity for all minorities across the board. I mean, this man has worked tirelessly, I mean, for four years and he has just uh, reinstilled patriotism back to the heart and soul of the country. And it is so amazing to see the enthusiasm across America with our truck and car parades, our boat parades, I mean, flyover parades, I mean, anything. You look up in that bright blue sky and you see the American flag uh, you know, flying and you're just like, I mean, tears just come down your cheeks. You're just so proud to be a um, an American again, you know, I'm versus so the other side who basically hates America. I mean, I can't even imagine, uh, you know, a Joe Biden's world, you know, and now particularly with all this corruption that's coming out with China and selling, you know, I mean, it's just, I mean, the world's or 
um, you know, black and white. I mean, there's yeah. two distinct worlds. There certainly know, from- is. You know, Lana, Lana Whitney, um, committee woman, great state of Louisiana, my home state. Uh, I'm, my roots run into uh, Opelousas and Lake Charles uh, areas oh. there. And so uh, I... I uh, certainly have been just proud to hear you uh, talk about our nation and, and, and how you love it. And I, I really wish that all of us, all of us could be exposed to the type of America and American that you are. So I, I asked this question of many people. I've asked everyone uh, this type of question from Sean Hannity to uh, Judge Janine Pirro right here on this show. I want to ask you this question. Uh, when we talk about legacy, and uh, what you leave behind, as our Constitution says, we build this more perfect union, not just for us, Lenar, but for uh, our posterity, for our, our, those who come behind us. So when you're rocking on the porch, uh, you've hung up your spurs, looking off into the sunset, what do you want us to say about you? What do you want to leave behind? I know, you know, I just, uh, you know, we fight as conservatives, we fight every day that, you know, the Constitution and the Bible, you know, the meetings of both those two documents would be upheld. And, um, you know, that that the legacy would be that we did everything that we could during our lifetime to preserve that, you know, to preserve all that is good, you know, God's word from the Bible and the Constitution, which gives us our laws. And that, you know, that that we would act accordingly, you know, to the rule of law and that we would have the moral compass necessary for that to happen. So, I mean, we just fight every day, particularly with Amy Coney Barrett. I mean, it was just fabulous. Tears, I mean, flowed as she was um, um, sworn in, knowing that now we have a Supreme Court justice that is going to preserve life. And for uh, particularly as a politician, former state representative, I always said, look, if I my number one job is to preserve life, the unborn all the way to the expiration of life. And if you can't fight for that, I don't even know what we're what we're even doing in this country. Len- and so that's the biggest thing. Lenar Whitney, continue to fight the good fight. I know you will because you are fighting the good fight. Uh, any any last thing you want to is there? Tell us how to get a, people want to hear from you. I'm sure. How do people get a hold of you to bring you to a place where they are if they want to hear you uh, talk about it? Look, we're fighting right now in the state of Louisiana. We, we're not a battleground state, but we certainly want everybody to uh, go to TrumpTalk.com. It gives you just a, a little information about how you can just get online and start making phone calls to other places across the country where you can you know, impact some voters and let them know just how special you know Trump uh, Trump is, the campaign, the Republican Party. Um, hoping just to sway voters. So we're in the fight of our life right now. You know, I'm in uh, Louisiana, the RNC um, committee woman. And for the state of Louisiana, you can just Google um, LAGOP.com. Find me, find all my information and contact me. Um, I appreciate everything that everybody is doing across the state of Louisiana and across the nation, uh, you know, just to bring it home. We've got a few more days to fight the fight. And as the RNC says, you know, leave it all on the field. Do as, everything, do as much as you can. The one regret we will have is that we did not do enough to secure the win. You know, so um, let's just make sure we do everything that we possibly can to, um, you know, bring right. a Trump victory home again for another four years. Well, thank you, friends. That's uh, from one of my homegirls down there in the great state of Louisiana, Lana Whitney from the great state of Louisiana. Thank you for being on with it. God bless and keep you. Talk to you soon. Oh, 
Thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. That was Lenar Whitney, and I want to uh, tell you folks that it was really great having her on uh, with us uh, today. Uh, the enthusiasm level is absolutely off the chain when you talk to uh, these American women from across the nation. Uh, and uh, coming up, I do believe we have one more here today. Maybe, yeah, yeah, we have one more here today. Asia Smith, Asia Smith, will be on uh, with us today. She is a veteran, uh, black female from California. A friend of a uh, friend, Corinne Rankin, and uh, she's running for Congress. And we're going to get her story when um, we come back. So we've been uh, from coast to coast, uh, from California to Pennsylvania. We've been across, uh, of course, Florida. We've had Florida here in the mix. And we the, the Midwest, where the Plain states were represented as well. Job well done, Michelle. Job well done. Um, uh, I hate to say that to you uh, loudly and in front of witnesses. Christmas coming on and everything, you know. But... Uh, <laughs> But, but just the same, um, it's been a great show uh, and the enthusiasm that these women have shown for our president is just off uh, the chain. It's just off the chain, and I'm, I'm really grateful for that. And so we're going to wrap it up with Asia Smith here in just um, a few minutes. And so I'm going to say this to you in the meantime um, this thing that's been cropped up in Philadelphia I'm going to reiterate uh, you know the young man who was killed while approaching the police with a knife you, you see as I tried to as I attempted to point out to you yesterday there's always Intended, unintended consequences to uh, taking things and only seeing one side of it. And, and, and listen, if any of you out there think that this rioting and looting and all this kind of stuff has anything to do with this young man who's, who was killed, they don't care who he is. They don't know him. They don't care about him. Don't get that twisted. This is about lawlessness. And let me say again to you. If this young man was that deranged, God rest his soul. He should not have been out on the street. And Lord knows if he was that deranged. Uh, rumor has it that he and his parents had been into it that day. How in the world did you let him get a knife? If he was that deranged. He had the, and you know, I'm not victim blaming or anything of that nature. I'm not. I'm just putting this thing in perspective, folks, because we do tend to go over the top and over uh, and to use a Joe Bidenism around the bend. I know what it refers to, but it's an, 
I feel ancient just knowing what it refers to. <laughs> oh, boy. No, we're going to have, um, we're going to close the show out hopefully strong here in um, just a few minutes with Asia Smith. I don't, um, and she's a friend of Corinne, of Corinne's, then I am certain that she's got something to say and of, of interest. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm certain, I am certain if she's a friend of Corinne's, I am certain of this as well. She's an interesting person. Oh, I'm sure she's got a story to tell. She is an interesting person. Uh, so we're going to see if I'm right about this or, or if I'm wrong. Here in just a couple of minutes, we're going to have Asia Smith. Uh, she's worn the uniform of our nation. And thank you so much for your service ahead of time. I'll tell you to your face when we have you on the uh, on the show here in just a few minutes. This is C.L. Bryan show that you've been listening to across the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. And But uh, the guy who died there in... Philadelphia, while threatening the police, would not have lost his life if uh, the police had had tasers, but they didn't have tasers because tasers had been cut out of the funding. You do realize that Philly was one of the states uh, that were one of the cities that defunded the police. This death is directly uh, tied to liberal policies. They probably would have tased him. But like me, I'm not going to stand by and let a guy advance on me with um, a knife. Because as my grandpa always said, a knife is always loaded. A sharp one anyway. It's always loaded. So um, do do you let him uh, run away from you and turn that knife on some innocent citizen or do you take him down as you're trained to do when that type of threat is presented to you I guess you could take your time and shoot him in the knee and everything that's not the way you're trained it's not the way I was trained uh, when in uh, defensive gun training you're trained to kill you're trained to put that bullet in the mass or in the head or I mean, but the mass, the mass uh, of that chest. And if you become real good, I mean, you just put them down with a headshot, but uh, you put that bullet in the mass. You take them down. That's what deadly force is all about. And don't, don't, don't have a person in that situation use deadly force because that's what it's called. That's what it is. You don't you don't discharge a gun on a person uh, wanting him to come back and get revenge on you for doing it. This isn't the Matt Dillon shooting the gun out of the hand. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. 
Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. CL, back with you on this great day in the USA. Thank all of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the Talk Monster Red State Talk Radio, the CL Bryant Show, 12 noon in the east until 2 p.m. every day. If you're traveling through Times Square, look up above the iconic uh, Ripley's Believe It or Not building, and there you will see the uh, see uh, the um, Red State Talk billboard there in Times Square. And every hour, 24 hours a day, the C.L. Bryant Show does pop up there. And, of course, you, too, can advertise on our billboard if you are so inclined. We certainly want to give you that opportunity. I want to welcome, um, I believe, for the first time, too, the show, a friend of a friend, actually, uh, Corinne Rankin. Uh, she and I sit on the board, Black Voices for Trump, and um, I am very anxious to hear what her friend has to say. She is Asia Smith, uh, is on with me. I believe I am pronouncing her name right. She's running for Congress, and I certainly want to have her tell us that entire story. Asia, welcome to the C.L. Bryant Show. How are you? Good and you, I'm, and I'm so I'm so glad to be on your show because I I remember watching your movie when it first came out, Runaway Slave. Well, thank you so much for that. And am I pronouncing your name correctly? It's actually Aja, but Aja. that's okay. Aja, uh, that, that, <laughs> yes. but hey, that's much nicer actually. Uh, Aja, thank you so much for being on with us. Let me ask you this: I understand you're originally from Louisiana as well, and um, let me ask you this: you're running for Congress. You're running for Congress in California. Is that is that what's happening? And tell us about that experience. Tell us why you want the office. Well, my grandmother's from Louisiana. She was born in Shreveport, and she grew up in Natchitoches and Powhatan. And she was the oldest of three children. And so when they, um, you know, of course, back then, her she was you know born in segregation, Jim Crow, and she grew up very poor. And her dad decided to come to California, and they grew up in the projects in L.A., and my grandmother decided to join the military to make a better life for herself, her and her brother. And so those conservative um, values were instilled with me by her. Unfortunately, she passed away last year of terminal cancer, but, you know, her, her guidance, her her putting her foot on me all the time and being strict, it got me to where I am today. And before she died, I ran the first time in 2018 for midterms, and she got terminally ill. And for a year, we took care of well, we all lived together, and she was on hospice. And before she died, she said, I want you to run again. And she said, I want you to be up there in Washington, D.C., and to represent the district because you're a fighter. I instilled that fighter in, in 
people person in you because you care so much about the district and the community. And so here I am today. I made my primary. It was three of us running for primary, two Democrats and me as one Republican, of course. So I made the primary and I'm running against an incumbent who has been absent from the district. He's out of touch from the district. And as a female minority veteran and a Republican, I've been reaching out to the people who don't really vote, who vote non-party preference, who vote declined the state, who really don't know who to vote for. So I took it to the local level. I started talking about the crime issues, the homelessness issues, the lack of jobs here and, the, and uh, less representation. And a lot of people in the middle have been siding with me when I start talking about local issues and how I could be a better voice for them in Washington, D.C., especially for our men and women in the military. I even reached out to our local law enforcement and have been endorsed by our sheriff, Chad Bianco, the Riverside Sheriff's Association and the California Order Police, because I am the law enforcement candidate because I am pro-police where my opponent wants to defund the police. So a lot of people are waking up and saying we have a better option here. That's Aja Smith. And to vote for me on November 3rd. And one thing, especially being a Californian, because I was born and raised here, I've seen the state go up and down. But right now we're in the state of crisis where we have the highest taxes. We have the highest unemployment. We have the worst school systems. And I want to make that better and to start showing that we need better representation in D.C. and getting that seat at the table and start working with our state and local officials to make our not only district, but our state better where it used to be the California dream. You say it very well, and I want to applaud you on that. And before I ask you the next question, tell everybody if they're so inclined, uh, how do they help you if they're inclined to do so? They can go to my website, www.ajasmith, S-M-I-T-H-4, F-O-R-Congress.com. We're looking for people to keep phone banking. If you live in my district, we'll get you a walking precinct. If you want to donate, you could donate to help us do more marketing. Unfortunately, with COVID, we're very limited on how we could do all of you know, meet and greets, but we've been doing very well, sending out mailers, doing online um, advertisement and posting and sharing with your family and friends. If you, Even if you live out of state, we can help you try to phone bank and give you a phone banking list to call a good, wa- a good list of voters who are still undecided and tell them why they should vote for me. Sure, those and bankers. We'll provide that all for you, even the, if you live out of state. Yeah, Every those, person counts. Those phone bankers that can be anywhere helping you do what you do. Let me uh, also say this. Uh, when you said Natchitoches and Paul Hatton, my father was born in Hannah, Louisiana, oh. which is right uh, there at Paul Hatton. Paul Hatton and Hannah, they're the same cities, actually. And uh, surely if uh, your grandparents were from that area, uh, our, our, we're, our relatives know, knew each other if we weren't re- if we're not relatives ourselves because it's a very my small... My always said we're all related down in Louisiana. Down, down <laughs> in that, that part particularly, Natchitoches and Natchitoches and Cane River area, that is yep. for, for certainly sure. Um, let me then ask you this about Riverside.
Riverside County. Is that what Paris? That's what Paris, California is, isn't it? Is it Paris? Paris, California? Yes. It is Paris, Paris California. Paris, Marino Valley, Riverside, and Yoruba are my major cities. And then we have Good Hope. We have Mead Valley and some unincorporated areas, too. Yes, yes. I, I was familiar with that area many years ago. I uh, had relatives there. I uh, had land down there in the, de- the I, think, I don't know if it's low desert, high desert, but it was, it was dry. I know that much. But just yes, the same, describe to us the type of district that you're representing and uh, describe to us what, what you're facing there in that district and the, the things that are lacking in that district. Well, we, we're a unique district. I, you know, I served in the military. The United States Air Force had March Air Reserve Base has been here since 1918. And it's the gym. I call it the hidden diamond and gym here. If the base closes, we'll go into economic crash because the base provides so much uh, federal money outside the, outside the base and into the communities. At one time, there were active duty base where we were a big active duty district where we were thriving. We, we had a great economic impact impact, economic growth, but of course things happen, especially during the Clinton administration where Bill Clinton was downsizing base, bases and aerospace industries, and we can see how that impacted San Bernardino County with Norton Air Force Base closing. And so when it comes to my district, yes, we, we lean more Democrat, but we do have a lot of no-party preference out here and a lot of declined states that want somebody to bring something different to the table, and I'm, and I'm that candidate. When it comes to crime, we have a high crime. We are a hub for sex trafficking. I want to fight sex trafficking where my opponent has voted on uh, against two bills that protected children from online sexual predators. So I've been pushing that, too. Homelessness is growing out here and i tell people in the state of california we have the highest homeless population in the entire nation and it is a national emergency and those are the things that i've been going out into the community and talking to people about and mailing to the community where we do have a higher hispanic and latino population and a lot of them are agreeing with me because they also are small business owners where i am pro small business where my opponent is not pro-small business. He wants to raise everybody's taxes. And I tell them these are the values that I present that are different and that will work for especially economic growth and public safety. And they're agreeing with me. I tell them don't look at the DNR, look at the policy and look what we're presenting to the table. He's been in there long enough where he hasn't represented us properly in Washington, D.C., where my goal is to go to D.C. and let them know that we exist. And we are a thriving beautiful community. We have mountains, we have yeah, a lake. Yeah, it is gorgeous down We have a military installation, but yeah. at the same time, I have a incumbent that really just sits there and waits for Nancy Pelosi to tell wow. him when to talk. Aja, I want to thank you for coming on with me, and I want to introduce you to some friends of mine at Freedom Works, and uh, which is the largest grassroots organization in the nation. We both six million activists on the ground. We have uh, many in California, and and Perfect. I would certainly uh, talk to you, Michelle. Uh, be sure that I get the uh, contact uh, to Dursey and um, Colby there in Freedom Works, and certainly want them to know uh, Aja Smith. Aja, sound like you have the right stuff we're going to sing the clip and you can use it in any way that you you want uh Thank and you so so, much. so god bless and god keep you continue to fight the and, good fight and please keep in touch we can probably share a lot of stories that even my grandmother told me and even last names and surnames i'm pretty sure we're related somewhere down the road absolutely right if, if we're from that area of louisiana there's no question about it but listen god exactly. bless you and god keep you and uh, we'll talk to you soon 
Thank yes, you, thank you. We have a blessed day. You too. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. I want to thank all of you for coming along with us as we build a bridge to conversation daily right here on the CL Bryant Show. My, it has been a jammed pack day. Great American women. All of them that I've had on this week. Not really sure how uh, the rest of the week is going to shake out at all. Uh, I'm on on call. I'm on call right now. But I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm headed down uh, to the great state uh, of, um, uh, well, well, can't give away. But but anyway, I am, uh, I'm just going to help. Whatever candidate I can possibly help, whatever candidate I can possibly help, and you know who that candidate is for me, is Donald John Trump. And friends, um, great state of Florida, we got to have you. Pennsylvania, got to have you. I'd love to see Ohio stay in line. Michigan, Dr. Linda Lee Tarver up there, got to have it. Got to have it, got to have it. Want to have Michigan, Pennsylvania. Yeah, love to have it. Florida, must have Florida. Let's have Florida early. That will set the trend. You know, we'll, and then Pennsylvania will fall in line. Florida, Pennsylvania, Georgia, stay in line, Georgia. I know that there are a lot of people who are flooding in and bringing their politics with them, but not even all of them are going to be voting uh, liberal. A lot of them are fed up with it. Georgia, you're going to have to influence them with the Southern flavoring that you should influence them with. You cannot allow them to influence you. Are you hearing me, Georgia? All of that stuff that went on, it's over, but there is still a southern flavor that exists that we must continue to be for the rest of the country. I'm proud to be from the South. In all of the flavor that went along with it, I'm proud of that. It's gone to make me who I am. I am the American gumbo. I'm gumbo. Mm, Yes, the um, etouffee. And I thank God for it. I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our mind. And I want to thank God for you, the American citizen who are the backbone of the greatest nation on earth. And until I'm able to talk to you again, I'm CL and may God bless and keep you all. (laughs) 